0: Can you hear the jingle bells ringing? Oh. Can you smell the gingerbread? Oh. The candy canes. Oh! It's Christmas, bitches! It's
1: the first week of December! Woo! We're getting fruity!
0: Oh. All right, with pressure in me, please! Maybe I should breathe so much, Terry. ha uh-huh. Hello, and welcome to... This podcast is written on the back of the Declaration of Independence, a show in which we ignore all the various plot holes happening in our lives because it's Christmas, baby!
1: It's Christmas. And this time around, my name is Callum.
0: (laughs) Only this time, it's not usually.
1: This time around, Uh, my name's Callum.
0: This time around, my name is...
1: Oh, fucking hell.
0: Margaret...
1: Because okay, I'm
0: looking at a Margaret Atwood book on my bookshelf.
1: Sure. So, uh, Callum and Margaret here, <laughs> uh, presenting a Christmas episode of our podcast. This time around, we are watching one of only three Nicolas Cage Christmas films. That is. Wait, right. wait,
0: wait. We had this discussion last time. Are there only three? Because we forgot the Christmas Carol that he's in. So
1: I said two last time.
0: Yeah. Because oh.
1: I thought there was only this and uh, Family Man. Oh, okay. And I then discovered that there was an animated Christmas Carol film in which he stars as someone, a uh, Bob Cratchit or something. It's got Kate Winslet and it looks utterly shit, but got, we've got a whole year until we have to deal with that.
0: There we go, listeners. We have one good year left.
1: Um, so this time around, we watched Trapped in Paradise.
0: Yes. Tell us about Trapped in Paradise, Callum.
1: Trapped in Paradise is a crime comedy caper holiday film about three brothers who are crooks one trying to sort of go straight, the other two just getting out on parole, they end up in a little village called, a little town called Paradise and they get trapped in said paradise when they rob the bank and then the heavy snow starts to fall and they can't get sort of out and away from the robbery that they've just committed That was a
0: very good summary. I'm impressed with you, sir. Thank you. Good job.
1: What did you think of 1994's Trapped in Paradise?
0: Well, as my beautiful introduction might have indicated, there are plot holes all over this thing. The whole ship is sinking if you try and put any logic over this at all. Yeah. But I had a good time. Fair enough. It's fun. It's silly. It's not the best Christmas film. It's not the best comedy heist film. No. No. But it's: it's a not, serviceable little comedy.
1: It's not awful. It's I'm old. not surprised that it's been lost to the sort of echelons of time, yeah. though. I'm not it's, surprised it's that long, it's just... Yeah, and I the think he doesn't
0: quite know who his audience is, yes. but... Yes. Oh, yes. Hey, we've seen some shit this year, yes. so I'm going to take this as rounding out the year on a high.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, There's like you said, there are a lot of... It could do with a good half hour being cut out of it. Yeah. Every scene goes on for about three minutes extra and tonally there's like three different things going on, Mm. at least two. And annoyingly, it's not the super interesting thing where the two things get muddled together. Mm. It is the thing where we get 45 minutes of one and then it just like, and then it does like this really, really tough, like handbrake turn.
0: (laughs) Is that the noise a handbrake turn does in your head?
1: (laughs) And um, and then we just spend the next hour in the other thing. Yeah really.
0: I think the start is very strong.:
1: I like the start.: The first yeah. like
0: half hour, I had a really good time and was like, "Oh, hello. This might be one I watch again.":
1: Yeah. But,
0: yeah. And then it kind of drifts a little bit, yeah. like it got stuck in a snowbank.
1: Yeah, yeah, with the town, the, the the film gets stuck. In attack, it gets stuck like the characters in this yeah. town, and it kind of flounders around and doesn't know what to do.
0: Yeah,
1: you just said sort of straight out the gate at the beginning. You, you, well, not necessarily, but you said the first half worked for you.
0: The first half, an hour at least. Yeah. yeah.
1: So the first half did work for me.
0: Oh no, are we having a disagreement.
1: But yeah, it took a little bit of time to, for me to get on board. Okay. Because we open on cage yeah and it's it's goofy mm-hmm. but it's still quite he's the straight guy of yeah. the three yeah. of these brothers so it's it's slightly goofy for cage but in the way that cage is goofy like a lie detector test in that it's very straight and then there's just this sudden like activity <laughs> of goofiness yes where the needle's fucking all over the place and then it's just Back to straight. Yeah. You know? And I'm, at this point, what, fucking 50 episodes in, however many we've done, I don't know. It feels I, like I'm a million. Used to, I'm used to that. Yeah. And then SNL alumni, John Lovitz and Dana Carvey, mm. play the other two brothers. And mm-hmm. particularly Dana Carvey is playing such a kind of a goofy-ass SNL he's doing a Dana Carvey performance and John yeah. Lovitz is doing a John Lovitz performance yeah. and they're, they're, those two are slightly on a different level than what Nicolas Cage is doing Yeah, and he's really fucking odd at the beginning because I, I, I was just on board for a, a nice little wacky Nicolas Cage film and then these two come in and it just the, the wackiness gets a bit too whack for a bit and it just, you have to readjust had to readjust to the dynamic of the film.
0: I preferred the wacky energy and I wish they'd gone wackier Mm. honestly. I wish they'd gone more national lampoon than it felt like they were trying to do something with a big message at the end
1: Interesting. Nicolas
0: Cage is going to be the vehicle for the message.
1: Interesting you said National lampoons. Mm. I'm assuming you're talking about Christmas Vacation.
0: No I'm talking about the one where they go to fucking Hawaii Not or... pledge this. No. yeah, yeah no no no, no. no yeah. Christmas Vacation
1: because I just wrote Home Alone
0: It does it has that kind of so I had this thought halfway through it was like oh we're watching the bad guys from Home Alone but there are three of them yeah. right now
1: right Absolutely.
0: But I don't think it went. Maybe it's the lack of physical comedy. I don't think there was enough uh, exactly, physical comedy yeah. for me that but, but felt less wacky. Hear me out. Okay. It's
1: 1991. Four. It's
0: 1991.
1: Oh, Last sorry. year. Sorry,
0: hang on, hang on, hang on. We're going back in time. Yeah. Let me adjust. I'm a... yeah. <laughs> this film came out in
1: 1994.
0: Four. Four. That's not where we're going. Yeah. We're going back.
1: We're going back. Okay. 1991.
0: <gasps> Are we going to meet John Hughes?
1: Home Alone has just come out yeah. in 1990, the Christmas of 1990. Yes. And it's like, it, it, well, it was the highest grossing comedy film of all time. Yes. Up until that point.
0: Rightly so. And Don't kill me comedy fans, I love it.
1: You have got... You, you're you sitting around a boardroom trying yes. to think of a Christmas film for your slate for like next year or the year after or whatever.
0: Bearing in mind Home Alone 2 is already in the world. Home
1: Alone 2's in development. Yep. Yeah. Like you, you, you didn't make Home Alone.
0: Okay, sorry. So I let I just oh need to lord. place myself within this scenario. It's 1991. I'm a film exec. Yeah, I'm wearing a nice suit. I'm sitting at a boardroom table. I'm jealous of the Home Alone. Days. Yeah, you want that
1: Home Alone cash?
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm a man.
1: Okay. Yeah, you're a dick. It's the 80s. You want right, that Home yeah. Alone cash? So, oh,
0: oh, it's it's the 80s now. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm also on
1: coke. Oh my lord. Um. You, you haven't
0: set the parameters.
1: What I'm, time sa- what I'm saying is clearly they wanted some Home Alone Dosh.
0: Yes. Yeah. Right? Because okay. what's
1: hot right now? Comedy crime. Yeah. Robbers. Christmas. Totally. Home Alone?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And particularly Dana Carvey and John Lovitz are sort of in the parameters of copying Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern.
0: Yeah, totally. They've got that exact Dumb, goofy,
1: collectomaniac one. Yeah. Slightly tougher, like, you know, hardened criminal one, but still goofy. Yeah. Like, I just just am adamant that someone went, we need a home alone. Yeah. Like, that's popular right now. And then this script landed on their table, or they had it in the backlog, or whatever. Someone pitched this script, and, well, George Gallo, the director and writer pitched this script and they went, ah, he was the writer of Midnight Run. That was a very popular film as well. And they greenlit the shit out of this and got it out as quickly as possible. <laughs> when what they should have done is hired someone who was a better director and uh, did some editing.
0: Ouch, burn on him.
1: I'll tell you about George Gallo in a oh, bit. Please. I've got some George Gallo trivia in a second. But
0: Why in a second? Can't we do it now?
1: Okay, it's trivia time. Baby, It's
0: trivia time, baby. Let's do it. Uh,
1: so, uh, here we go. According to John Lovitz, director George Gallo didn't actually direct much of the film.
0: Oh, uh, okay.
1: And just let the cast do whatever the fuck they wanted. Just hold them. Do what Do what you want. <sighs> and according to Lovitz, Nicolas Cage actually directed quite a large portion of the film. Oh. Because Gallo just refused to direct. Like, refused to give direction. Why? I don't know.
0: Is that because i mean there's two ways that can go that's someone who's lazy and has too much else going on and wants to phone it in mm. or that's someone who's very intimidated by the main cast and is scared to
1: i don't know i mean george gallo's relatively early in his career i think this is only the second film he's directed at this point okay um and only really like the third or fourth film he's written um the only you... the only one that i really know is, is midnight run yeah. um yeah so... i mean i've
0: been on some student film situations where people are learning to be directors and they just don't want to do it yeah because you turn up as a professional slash semi-professional actor yeah and they go uh, um yeah just 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 do what you think is good Mm. yeah yeah that was great yeah one take let's go yeah and um it never, t- <laughs> it no, it never, never turns, turns out right. No, because you need
1: a solid anchor.
0: Unless you're an actor who's also trained as a director.
1: No, you always need someone looking on the outside. Yeah. To- you, and can't I, be, you
0: can't be directing yourself.
1: I think that's probably why this film has got so many sort of weird tonal inconsistencies in it. Yes. Is because there isn't a singular voice directing the film. Yeah. There is, you know, George Gallo and Nicolas Cage and probably just people fumbling their way through it. <laughs> but... um John Lovitz also claimed that the cast hated making the movie so much they called it Trapped in Bullshit. <laughs> um, I mean, instead.
0: that's not the most imaginative title, but it does the job. No.
1: What would you call it instead?
0: Um, oh, gosh, you fucking put me on the spot here, man.
1: Trapped in pooper dice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, dear.
1: But, yeah, so... Um, that's some of the drama that went down on set. And it, wow. it it kind of shows. And don't get me wrong, like this is still a comfortable three star movie. I would say. It's yeah, like a say. it's a middle of the pack, three star, like I'd watched it, I'm happy, I'm not gonna go back and watch it again. But like if it was on telly and I was like around with my parents, I'd say to dad, like, Oh yeah, this is fun, like stick this on. You might yeah. enjoy it, you know? Like, yeah. But I think I, that's a fair assessment. I can totally see why this hasn't become a Christmas classic. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Easily. So, um, the first time we see a Nicolas Cage. Yes. He finds a wallet in the street. Yes. And so I went into this knowing the bare minimum, which is what is on the Disney Plus summary. Yeah. So I knew it was about...
1: A little one-line tagline thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: I knew it was about some sort of crime caper. Yeah. And I thought, this was the three brothers stealing a wallet between them because it was getting kicked down the street. And I was like, oh, okay, con men straight away. This is fun. Mm. No, no, no. Just no.
1: coincidence. It's just a that just Nicko- coincidence. Just
0: totally coincidence that it ends up like three miles down the street in front of Nicolas Cage and has $800 in it. Yeah. But he can't take it because he's got a conscience, remember? Yes. This, this dude's wallet. It's got a picture of kids and a dog and cats. Ah!
1: It's got everything.
0: I mean, if he only had the one,
1: Nicolas Cage fine. was
0: taking that cash. I mean,
1: yeah, I probably would have.
0: What, $800? I would you not have, you feel bad about I that? I might not
1: have taken 800 I might have taken, like, 200 out of it.
0: Jesus. <laughs> if he only
1: had dogs, but he's got kids and a cat. <laughs> you know, if he just had dogs, I'd be like, the dogs don't need 800 quid. And they could. What, they could probably do with six hundred.
0: What if that's this man's entire Christmas bonus, and without it, his,
1: he his dog doesn't he get a nice juicy bone have for kept Christmas. Kept it all in cash in one wallet. These
0: were the days, man. These have were the days when it. everyone was using cash. I say as if I was there. I was a fetus when this film was released.
1: Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! You were. I was only two, but still.
0: Creepy when you think about it like that, isn't it?
1: Yeah, of course it is. Black.
0: So, the other thing I love about Cage's character, the first time we see him, he's driving like that burned out car from planes, trains, and automobiles. It doesn't look like it should be moving. He's got like,
1: he goes to pick up the brothers from uh, prison, doesn't he? And they've got like a, he's got like an absolutely fucked up car.
0: Yeah. And I was kind of confused about this. I was like, is he a con man? Is he not? Because I got the feeling he wasn't supposed to be. But then he goes to confession to say he nearly kept the wallet but didn't.
1: Yeah. I and think... he's
0: concerned because his brothers are getting out of jail. Yeah. And it seems like he's worried he's going to be roped back into that lie. I
1: think I think he's like, he's he's probably... When we first see him at the beginning of the film, mm. he's like trying to turn a new page in his life, isn't he?
0: Okay, so he's driving the beat-up car because...
1: He's probably saving up money because it seems like wire. he's.
0: This is the last one he Hot Wired. Yeah, doesn't...
1: yeah, and he yeah. seems like he's living with his mum still.
0: Oh, and they returned all the VCRs and TVs and shit that they. Yeah, started. their
1: brother's got co- The brother's yeah. got caught. He's taken the, the, the idea that the two brothers are in jail. It's like, uh, I need to, you know, buckle, knuckle on down and mm-hmm. I can't keep doing this. And he tries to get this job and all of that. Yeah, so I think he's already sort of turning a new page when we. When we get to him at the beginning. Which
0: must be difficult because their mum is really so chill with the whole crime thing. She preferred it when there was stolen shit. Yeah, <laughs> she says like,
1: uh, it feels so empty in here with, yeah. without all the VCRs or and something like that.
0: And the screen TVs.
1: Yeah, because she quite liked having them all there, I guess.
0: Hey, it's a nice change for the mother in the film not to be the one that goes, no, don't do that trying to put a stop to everything going on yeah it's
1: it's a nice dynamic she's like a sort of a, a proper little hard-boiled like new yorker yeah sort of italian new yorker mother it's yeah. quite it's just quite nice that she's not she's she's um she's got a bit of bite to her yeah doesn't she like, later on in the film she gets kidnapped and like she <laughs> says to the people who are kidnapping her you're dumber than a box of hair like, it's, it's just fucking weird. But she's got, like, this weird bite to her. She's quite It's quite a nice performance. Like, I kind of wish we saw a bit more of that, almost. Oh, like, yeah, maybe, she's just
0: locked in a trunk for about 40 minutes. Maybe
1: we could have split up the energy of the film by giving her, like, a bit more of that B-plot to play with of her being kidnapped and maybe her trying to escape her kidnappers and then getting caught again and that kind of thing would have been fun. Do
0: you know what would be fun? What? Parallel heists.
1: Parallel heist. Parallel
0: heist. Mum's going back in for the VCRs.
1: <laughs> Jesus.
0: <laughs> this is why I don't, we don't write movies. <laughs> yeah, we don't need this. The
1: film's already two hours long. It doesn't need another <laughs> fucking heist going on. Um. On that note, mm-hmm. we got to the half hour point. Yes. So it takes half an hour. We set up our characters. We get to paradise and we're robbing the bank in paradise. Yeah. About half an hour in.
0: Is it that early that yeah. they start rubbing it? Yeah, wow.
1: yeah. It's like thirty-five, forty minutes at most because okay. I checked. I checked my phone, and they get. They just. That's part of what's so surprising about this film is that it's it's quite economical to start with.
0: Yeah, it's that's very, why I liked it. I very think. It economical. Just, it. just
1: get, yeah, buff, buff, buff. We're doing things. We're getting on. Little turn, twist, 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 yeah. and we're off. And um. And then it feels like the last half of the film is them trying to just create fucking more weird obstacles for them to Oh, they're in a boat now. Oh they're on a sleigh. So
0: they can fill the running. So time. they can make
1: this film two hours long. Whereas really that could have taken that you could have spent the time getting to paradise, exploring paradise. Like they they get to paradise, they get out of the car and they go straight to the bank. Like, you could have seen them, like, scoping out some other joints or, like, you know, they they do this. They they nearly knock a policeman over off his horse so they could, like, you know, they could help out and take that policeman on to the side and have a chat. And mm. bl- nah, fuck. fuck no. Boof, boof, boof. We get to the bank. And then, like, I'm <clears> thinking, like, oh, they're going to scope it out. And we're going to see a scene of them in the cafe, like, drawing the bank out and using salt shakers to, like, plan the heist. And then mm-hmm. they're going to come back like this evening. No! They just go to a shop, buy some ski masks, and then they fucking run in with some guns. Like, it's not a heist. It's not a robbery, which makes the Home Alone thing slightly more confusing to me.
0: So I think what it, the reason it doesn't feel Home Alone-y yeah. is because when they get to that point of going, okay... So they need to try and get out of paradise. They've already robbed the bank. We've used that up too quickly. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. We don't want to go back and put stuff in. Okay, fine. So we need to fill out the second half of the film. But what they've done is have one thing happen and then another thing happen and then another thing happen instead of one thing leading to another, which yeah. builds to that home alone ridiculousness. Yeah. Of, oh, we, um, we took the horse and sleigh. And the horse came to the river and was like, I'm not going anywhere. So they ended up in a boat and they had to sit. And then he fell out of the boat. Yeah. Like, it doesn't build up like that. Exactly. They've just gone, here's a bit, here's a bit, here's a bit like a sketch show.
1: Yeah. It's really odd.
0: And none of it links up. No. But I think the initial problem is Nicolas Cage is being tricked into going to this town by his brothers, who have apparently been given a letter by one of their fellow inmates Who's really upset because his daughter won't come and visit them.
1: Yeah. And
0: I don't know if this is just because I watch a lot of movies and read a lot of books. I knew straight away that was fake.
1: Oh, absolutely. No, and I, I got that. I think we're
0: supposed to believe that's fake. And I don't know that it's necessarily supposed to be a surprise to us. But yeah. it is a surprise to Nicolas Cage. Yeah. He thinks it's a trick to start with. And then he kind of falls for it when mum reads the letter and is, like, crying all over the place. Yeah, and And says, oh, it's really sweet. by the end you get the idea that mum might be in on it too, because...
1: She's pushing for them to go, to break their parole, go over state perimeters to go to paradise. Though
0: I think actually she did believe the letter. Yes, she does. Remembering a line at the end. Um, So they're going to find this daughter... Yeah. Called Sarah, who happens to be the only Sarah <laughs> in this Pennsylvania town. Quite I a call large. Bullshit. Quite a
1: large town. Like a, a community. Yeah. A but large community. But, but a, but a, a Full large of community. Bland
0: ass white people.
1: There's plenty of Sarahs. There's there. like
0: 12 Sarahs in that town. Yeah. There were like five Sarahs in my class at school. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, I know. I know like A town four, of similar I know, size. like, four Sarahs in my phone contacts. Any, like, oh, it was know.
0: the 90s, man. Everyone was called Sarah. Yeah,
1: it's such a bland-ass name. Like, I, they and the, sh- they the, could the have line given is her...
0: literally, oh, there's only one Sarah in this town. <sighs> yeah. She works at the bank. And that's why they're at the bank straight away. Yeah. Why didn't she just work somewhere else? I guess the idea is that because she works at the bank, the inmate who's supposedly written the letter... Was planning his own heist. Yeah, he was. At yeah, at this bank, yeah. right? Because his daughter works there, and he knows the security guard is really old and asleep all the time, and the camera's never plugged in, and, and everyone's so gonna nice use, in this town. Use
1: his contact with his daughter to try and like persuade yeah. her to help out with this heist or something.
0: And that makes sense logically, plot-wise. Great, ties it all up, mm. but it means that you get to the bank way too quick. Why don't they see Sarah going out on her lunch break? Yeah. And they hear someone call after her and go, oh, actually, can you just do this? And she comes out again.
1: I mean, even just... um.
0: So they have to go somewhere else first.
1: Sarah? Oh, whatever her name is. Sarah Vincent. Because she's changed her name, this Sarah, hasn't yes. she? Now she's, Fake you know.
0: Name. She's Sarah Collins.
1: Yes. Yeah. But like, oh, Sarah, you're looking for Sarah blah, blah, blah. Mm. Well, there's a couple of Sarahs in town. Maybe it's the Sarah who works in the coffee shop. They yeah. go to the coffee shop. No, that's not the right Sarah. That, uh, oh, she's on her lunch break. You'll have to come back later. So they go and they go, or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, they yeah, can and- have a few sort of. There's a bit of a paper trail or like a challenge to finding this Sarah. Literally walk in and immediately, like, Nicolas Cage goes, You're hot. You must be Sarah. Like, <laughs> so quick.
0: And if there's multiple Sarahs, that builds up the tension for the inmate brothers because they can't just turn around and go, Oh, no, we know it's Sarah at the bank. Yeah. Because it doesn't say that in the letter. Yeah. So you can have them getting all tense and head up and wanting to get to the bank to get ready to steal it, and Nicholas Cage is like, "No, we're gonna find the Sarah. We're gonna check all the Sarahs. We're gonna make sure it's exactly." Sarah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's like there's a really good film in this. Definitely. There's something really and, and yeah, it would be it would like have some sort of Home Alone reeky knockoffness to it. Yeah. But I still think it could be a fun, slightly more memorable, tighter film. Yeah. Um, which is a shame. I always get... It's, a, it's always a shame when that kind of thing happens. But... Mm. I'm not going to moan about it too much. Because there's a three-legged dog in this film oh, called he's Tripod.
0: He's so beautiful. It's Tripod. only on screen
1: for two shots. A little two, mm. two-legged dog. three-legged, three-legged dog legged called dog. Tripod. Uh, I have some tripod facts for you. <gasps>
0: yes, please.
1: Tripod facts. The three-legged dog tripod was added to the script when the director, George Gallo, saw the dog and its owner among spectators watching filming while in Ellen Eleonora, Ontario. So he saw the dog and went, I want that dog in my film. That was the only bit of directing he did for the whole fucking film, supposedly. So he looked at the dog and went, I want that dog in my film.
0: That kid's a star. And then
1: he put he put two shots of fucking this three, little three legged dog hobbling around the oh house. Oh my in. god, yeah. It's beautiful. It's a great dog. Oh god, I love that dog. And stuff like that's really nice with the writing. There's some really nice little sort of like just weird sort of esoteric sort of bits. Uh Sarah is called Sarah upstairs to the yeah. family that she rents the room off because she lives upstairs. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's kind of... It's pointless, and it's not necessarily needed, but it's cute, and it feels... It makes the world feel a bit more lived in. Yeah, and so For totally. what is a... The idea is that Paradise is, like, this, like, squeaky clean, like, you know, proper little perfect smiley-smiley happy town. You know, those little things can make a, a town like that feel a bit more alive and real, rather than just sort of cut and paste.
0: Yeah, but I think... I think there was so much more they could have done with. Oh my god, these people are so nice. What the fuck? Yeah. These are ju- you can't do anything wrong to these people. They will just bounce back from anything. And then I feel the guilt would be much higher, and the comedy could be much higher. Yeah. If there was a real emphasis, because the first thing they do is knock a a police officer
1: off the horse. Off yeah. The
0: horse. And especially a police officer with a learning disability.
1: Yeah. Ooh, yeah.
0: Um. And the town does not react well to that, really. No. They're not super happy about it, obviously. But what you should have is them being all, oh, no, it's cool, it's fine, it's fine, look, we'll get him in, we'll get him happy, blah, 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 you know? Like, to really drive home the fact that these are cookie-cutter, super-cute, icing-sugar-everywhere people.
1: The Who's. They're the Who's from Whoville. Whoville.
0: And these dudes are going to rob their shared christmas pool money from the bank yeah that goes out back into the community every year
1: we kind of get that vibe with the scene where they um the the three crooks are kind of taken in to the family house mm. of the guy who runs the bank and they're kind of like, no, 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 here, your oh, your clothes are all cold, have these, like, mm. unwrap our Christmas presents and wear them, oh, please sit down for dinner, oh, do you want money to get the bus, and all this kind of stuff. And that really works as a comedy sequence as well, as a progressive, like, pushing the story forwards. Totally. Because there is that juxtaposition between you know this crook who's trying to like pinch shit and like this crook who's trying to like he's singing over the tv because there's news of a, a you know a convict escape on the tv and all of this kind of stuff that scene kind of works and i feel like you could have almost you could have that's one place where you could have paired it back you could have had them staying in that house for for a bit longer
0: totally yeah
1: you could have had them staying in the house for a night but like they stay there they have a conversation and then oh there's a bus yeah. Bu- you can oh, get on the gonna bus. got to go. you got to go. Yeah. And obviously, realistically, the characters would have to go.
0: But if they turned up not on Christmas Eve... Yeah. ...and planned the heist before they went in... And yeah. they totally could stay because there's nowhere else to stay and these people are lovely and they'll take anyone in. Well, they're just, you, th- know? you
1: know... um, the I bus just don't think... Yeah, the bus isn't leaving till later. Like, you know, that kind of thing would have I done. didn't
0: feel bad enough for them. I didn't feel guilty enough. Yeah. I didn't think the bad guys felt guilty enough, which is why it's so weird when they all change their when the, mind when, when the Nicolas redemption cage starts changes yeah. his mind
1: i think when nicholas for me when nicholas cage changes his mind i was kind of on board with it because oh, we no, sort of I established understand why
0: he would we'd
1: established from the beginning that he was trying to straighten his path but when the other no two, that scene
0: in particular yeah. though oh yeah yeah when yeah. he's encouraged to think about changing his mind is so fucking weird
1: oh the graveyard scene yeah, yeah i've got graveyard scene written down here because it's fucking odd man
0: so he's in a graveyard Talking to Sarah. They're not specifically in the graveyard. They're going to the church. Yeah. And um, she is kind of implying that she knows they're the ones who robbed the bank. Yes. She's going, you know, anyone can change their path. And he's like, oh, okay. It it all depends on the person. It all depends on the person. Then he looks at this gravestone and it's the gravestone of... The great granddad of the man who took him in. Yeah. Who also runs the bank. Um And he's looking at it and going, Wow. Eighteen twenty five to eighteen eighty nine Your whole life is in that dash, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And it's all
0: melancholy and weird and sad and then he fucking leans in for a kiss with this woman he said three fucking words to the whole <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah,
1: it's, it's uh,
0: so totally weird.
1: The romantic subplot is weak at best
0: you want me to believe within the space of less than 24 hours this woman who's had one you know vaguely flirty interaction with nicholas cage and then two or three very strange off-putting interactions with him is yeah. gonna go yes kiss me now
1: and he's pretty fucking adamant that he robbed a bank he bearing robbed in mind a bank. bearing in mind that her, her dad is a bank robber and she doesn't talk to her dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think, I think she'd be a little bit more sort of anxious about establishing a long-term relationship with the guy.
0: No, no, no. He apologised. He made amends.
1: Yeah. Me.
0: He did what she asked. No one in her life has ever done what she's asked, I feel. <laughs> yeah. And suddenly it's like, oh, okay. Someone someone who, who listens to me. Wow. I feel it was written by a man who's never met a woman before.
1: Yeah, I feel like maybe it was a studio thing as well. Yeah, I wouldn't there needs be, to be a romance. I wouldn't be surprised if the studio went there needs to be a romance. Yeah. Like we need romance in this film.
0: It just doesn't fit. Oh, and then there's another subplot where the the guys who run the store
1: Oh, yeah, that needs to go as well. The guys
0: who run the store where the
1: where they pick up like their pick up sort of, the
0: ski masks yes. and outfits to rob the bank in They're also town deputies and they've decided that they're going to steal the money from the brothers because they know they robbed the bank.
1: Yes. They've worked out the brothers have robbed the bank because, oh, they came in earlier. They bought ski masks. That was weird and suspicious. Oh, look, they're carrying that bag close to their chest. That must be the bag with the money in. We're going to rob it.
0: And then the FBI not only are looking for the bank robbers, but also are kind of aware that that's what these two guys are doing. And they try and stop them doing that and it gets all very muddy in the middle. Yeah. Like, it, this stuff. That, it's like three extra subplots happening.
1: Again, that part of that was making me feel like Home Alone vibes. Again, like someone at the studio hadn't picked up that our three brothers were supposed to be the Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern couple.
0: Oh, uh, right. And so have gone, Ah, we
1: need, we need like two crooks who are trying to steal things because it's Christmas and one's dumb and one's smart. And yeah, so they we've wrote. Got that. They wrote these two characters in, and were like, "Yeah, this is a." And then someone went, "No, no, no!" But we've got. We've already got. Now we've got five, five Joe Pesci's and Daniel Sterns. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like,
0: you don't know how to come back from that.
1: There's just too many Joe Pesci's and Daniel Sterns. Like, there's a there's a lot going on when the film, on paper, and like I said at the beginning, the the reason that I managed to do a really quick and like you you congratulated me on my good intro to the film.
0: Oh, listen, he's very happy. He doesn't get congratulated often.
1: I don't. I get <laughs> shot down a lot in this household. <laughs> it's because on paper the plot is really simple. It's like some oh, it's really so nice ABC kind of stuff. Yeah. And then there's just a there's like these three four subplots just chucked on the top which is just 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 tip it over the edge and, and bloat so it.
0: forgettable.
1: Yeah. I don't give a shit about them. Just, I want to see Nicolas Cage yeah. doing some weird shouting and, you know, I want to see a horse fall into a lake because, you know, I'm evil like that.
0: Talking of weird shouting, why don't we go to a segment I like to call, help, I'm trapped in a glass Nicholas Cage of emotion.
1: Fire away. What is your pick for the week? Month, well, my whatever. problem
0: is, right? Yeah. They kept coming up little flickers. Yeah. And I didn't write any down because I went, nah, there's a big one coming. That he's, gonna, <laughs> he's gonna lose his shit there's a big one coming and he never did no, he I've never got, the got same. to go full-on cage i've
1: got the same i've got the exact same i was like this is good but there'll yeah. be a better one there'll be better because there's lots of little ones and
0: it feels like it's building to it and it never gets there no. and i was crushed
1: yeah uh, so i'll just um i'll just pepper in a few yeah. shall i i'll just find a few online and pepper some in
0: i did enjoy right near the beginning Get some balloons. Go to the puppet show. (laughs) Yes, just that weird voice he does when he's taking the piss quit pressuring me please oh
1: yes of course um you know the the sound that's famous from the opening credits of the show
0: it's in our intro in this one.
1: it's in the intro i like it when the intro ones pop up because yeah. we get to look at each other and go ah! uh, Or i get cause...
0: to do that because you know where it's from and i don't
1: i mean i sometimes know where it's from i normally ju- i think the i think that one, I just <gasps> typed in, like, Nicolas Cage weird noise, and that one popped up. Wow. And I was like, that's what, I like that one, quick fresh me, please. So a little I glimpse it into in.
0: Callum's process there, listeners. He just Googles shit what, and just, uses whatever comes up. That's
1: all we all are. It's we're the just, age we live in. We're just Googlers living <laughs> on a big marble.
0: I used my actual physical dictionary the other day.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yes, you did, I, I saw. Did. I was
0: looking for etymologies, and it didn't fucking have them in. <laughs>
1: Did you end up Googling it instead? Yeah. yeah. I had to um, set up my mum's new mobile phone last night. Yeah. And uh, bear in mind, it's an Android phone, yeah. so of course, like you know, it runs on a Google operating system and all of this kind of shit. It still, at the beginning, asked me what my go to. It was like, what, what,
0: um, what search what engine, search
1: engine you would you like to use? <gasps> Your basically ask Jeeves. Top of the top of the list. The list went like this: big scroll down list. Yahoo, <gasps> Ask Jeeves, Google, Bing, Bing, and then like seven others I've never fucking white wow. just give up. That was my phone reacting to the, face, the fact that I said the phrase Google.
0: It never does when you actually want to ask it a question. No.
1: Um but yeah, there was there was like 20 other weird ones that I've never heard of. Schnooby Shne- wow. Sh- Snooby and wikipedia and you've never heard of
0: wikipedia <laughs> no what the fuck's what that what is this why
1: die? p have never heard of it <laughs> um but you know like all these weird ones and i just found that fucking weird yeah. anyway that's the tangent for you
0: here's some nicholas cage sounds yep
1: and the whole time you stand there
0: with this who me expression on your face <laughs> Quit pressuring me, please! Liar, liar, pants on fire.
1: Yeah, that's where the that's where it Nose ends. As right, as
0: long as the telephone wire. Never heard what? the second
1: second paragraph of that.
0: Please tell us, listeners, if that's a genuine thing and you've heard that before.
1: Never heard of it. Tell us. Just goes liar, liar, pants me, on fire.
0: Wh- why? Oh, like Pinocchio. That's yeah. I've only just yeah. Got oh, that. Oh, yeah. It's like no, you've only you know, just you're got that. when you're telling lies. Yeah. Jesus Christ.
1: I mean, the thing that gets me is the telephone wire, as far as I'm aware, is basically indefinitely long. Really?
0: Well, it's like how long is a piece of string? You can cut it as long as you fucking want. Yeah. Like, that's not an answer.
1: I mean, it's as long as it can be. Like, like. L- like, when you look at tele... Like, in the world around us, mm. telephone wires basically oh no. stretch from infinity. They go from horizon to horizon. You don't see the end of them, pretty much. Right? Unless it's connected to a hand. Unless
0: you're talking, like, pole-to-pole pole type sitch.
1: But stairs is just such an odd choice yeah. of wire.
0: Well, what else would you rhyme with fire?
1: Liar, liar, pants on fire. Yeah, you
0: can't rhyme liar again. Fire. Liar, liar, pants fire. on fire pants on fire liar
1: liar that works it's a palindrome liar liar pants on fire belly full of shit you've got a spare tire
0: what the fuck are you on mate <laughs> i
1: don't know you do on
0: liar liar <laughs> Pants on fire. Yeah. Still trying to think of a rhyme in my head. I can't improv. Um, Trying to make squire work.
1: Town crier is the (laughs) only other one I've got in my head. Liar, liar.
0: Pants on fire. Shire. Got more. Got more. Bells than the big town <laughs>
1: <laughs> that doesn't work at least mine had to do with bullshitting <laughs> I think we should just all agree that we don't do the second
0: verse <laughs> yeah lie lie pants on fire let's just leave it where it belongs
1: uh, did you know in the town of paradise uh, snow is bulletproof <laughs> <laughs> being shot at by some croaks jump behind some snow
0: jump behind a snow drift and you'll be fine you'll be fine it's bulletproof snow but as, vi- a, as an ordinary citizen as square as fucking square can be if someone's shooting at me i'm gonna dive behind the first thing i see oh yeah and it, if the if first that, thing it's i it's see is a snowbank snow oh
1: yeah no no i just i just found it funny i just would i you know it was it was it was funny to me can yeah. you imagine if they just added like a sound like it was bouncing <laughs> off the snow
0: i wish they had um, but then, yeah, that was Nicolas Cage diving behind for context. And then they don't continue to shoot at him. They just drive off.
1: No, they shoot. Yeah. They,
0: they shoot, shoot him, at him He like, jumps Nip. behind a
1: snowbank. The police come. So they get in they their get car, in the car, pull around the corner. Off. Then the police leave and then they pull back around to drive off.
0: Mm, rather than dealing with Nicolas Cage.
1: Yeah, really odd. Um, uh, but
0: hey, that's why they got caught and were in prison.
1: true. True uh what else could i mention that was odd oh uh bat child found in cave <laughs> that's an odd little throwaway there are gag some
0: genuine weird little goofs in here that made me giggle that, that made me laugh
1: bat child found in cave because really, so really so early made me in laugh in the
0: film when nicholas cage goes back to his mum's house with the two brothers he's watching some kind of Or on the TV, there's some kind of weird black and white B movie sci fi thing. He's watching a sci fi film with like
1: a uh, looks like a a, brain wave kind of alien sucking out type thing.
0: thing. Yeah, Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, and um, that's a whole conversation that's happening at the moment. By the way, Uh, there's an article going around the New New York Times that uh, H. G. Wells and Jules Verne created sci fi, and everyone's like. Bitch, Mary, Mary, Mary Shelley, Shelley wrote Frankenstein before they were even fucking born. Yeah,
1: I I Pits can get off. on board with like HG Wells like popularized sci fi yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or or whatever. But they but did not
0: create Frankens- the genre. Frankenstein
1: is literally called a modern Prometheus. Like, it,
0: yeah, it, it, she <laughs> wrote in a pissing weekend because <laughs> she had to listen to Byron talking his bullshit about yeah. all the birds he shagged or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: yeah. yeah it was like fuck this, I'm gonna write about a man stitched together. <laughs>
0: Anyway, that's bullshit. He's watching Frankenstein or something on the telly. Yeah, and then <laughs> John Lovitz hands him a um, a newspaper where very conspicuously the front page is what was it, Bat Boy founding page. Bat, Bat char- so
1: this Bat is this is, this is a different place. This is a different place. This is later on. They're in the car. Yeah, no, I know. I
0: oh, know okay. it's later in the film. Okay,
1: yeah. Give good. me credit. Go, yeah.
0: It's later in the film. Yeah. Only by about five minutes. Yeah, it's yeah. Not yeah. much later in the film. Yeah. And so I thought, because these two things are happening very close together, this is going to be a weird, like, side thing. We're going to see some more weird sci-fi shit, and maybe the town's a bit odd. Got yeah. But no, no, no. No. Bat child found in cave, yeah. and then we never see that again. He I thought we passed. were going for like a kind of maybe he, a Stepford Wives type weird town. He
1: passes a newspaper to him
0: and holds and, it for. And the And gag. that's the
1: thing; it's held to the camera for for, for quite a long time in this slightly odd angle. Yeah, and it says, bat- child found in cave and there's like this weird like face uh, like face of like a kid with pointy ears and pointy pokey teeth and it's just i mean it made me laugh but i don't know why the fuck it was there
0: that's what i'm saying it (laughs) felt because they made such a thing of it i was like okay bat child's coming back and if bat child's not coming back then at least the weird kind of sci-fi oddness is coming back
1: yeah no no no
0: but how cool would that be if the town was all full of Stepford Wives' robots? That's why they're all so cool, so good. And they don't find that out until uh, they've done the right or thing. Or like
1: maybe um, maybe the reason why it was so easy to rob the bank is because it's a trap for robbers or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah I mean, that would be a very different film, but why It not? would be
0: a different film, but then why put that gag in there?
1: Maybe it was a leftover from before Home Alone. So maybe the script was written in the mid-80s Yeah, and there was a subplot about a bat child. And then and then Home Alone came along, and they went, "No, no, no. more Christmas, more robbers <laughs> And they crossed out all the batchild stuff, but left that gag in. So odd, very so strange. It's so odd. Um, if,
0: if you know anything about the making of this film, yeah, and you know what that's about, tell us, please. I just I'm think, desperate to know. I don't know, I just feel like it's a
1: it's a weird, funny gag, and I feel like maybe. There was a plan to have more of that kind of just weird, funny gags. Yeah. Because there are there are lots of like particularly in that first sort of 45 minutes, this weird just sort of like one-liners and bits and bobs. There's there's a really nice one at the end where um the two Dana Carvey and John Lovett's brother are on the bus. Mum sat behind them and she says to the boys, She says, Oh, your brother's not coming, he's got a girlfriend now. When are you two gonna get married? And then <laughs> Dana Carvey's character says, "Because c- it's a joke, and yeah. he's thought it in his head." I always like it when jokes are actually real jokes yeah. in the world of film, and they all laugh about it. Yeah. And he says, uh, "But we're not even attracted to each other." And then they all <laughs> laugh, and then the film ends. Yeah. And I was like, "That's a funny little gag. That's a fun gag. That's a fun gag." A I thought it was going to be, "That's wrong. We're brothers."
0: Yeah. No, that really. Again, got me that's that. a nice
1: funny gag. Is well. like, yeah. I just, I just <laughs> like that there was.
0: I did People wonder if being that was, funny in the world. I wondered if that was an alternates thing and they were like, okay, I don't know what this line is gonna be here, can you just throw some gags out? Yeah. Because um everyone did have a little giggle and it looked quite genuine.
1: Yeah, it looks quite genuine. Yeah. It's um yeah, it's there's some nice stuff like that, and I feel like I'm not gonna de- delve I'm not gonna delve too deep into Batchild <laughs> Founding <laughs> Cave because I just fucking <laughs> Probably my favorite gag of the film. Yeah. Oh really? Probably my favorite gag of the film. Just wow, cuz strong. Cuz it kind of completely sidelined me and I went, "What?" And it made me laugh. It's a funny gag. <laughs> just holding the paper so close to the screen. Sorry, I'm losing it over Batchop You <laughs> know you're losing it
0: over
1: Batchop. Oh. Uh. Oh my lord.
0: Okay. You're trying to return the money you've stolen.
1: No, oh, fuck, yeah.
0: Because you've changed your mind.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: You get to the bank. You've still got the keys. You're- we established that early. You've still got the keys. Yeah. And you decide, I'm going to put this money back in the vault with a note. Yeah. Okay. You get to the vault and they go, oh, I've heard if you put the wrong key in, the alarm will go off.
1: Yeah.
0: No, oh, no, it's fine. I know which key it is. I'm sure it's this one. The alarm goes off. And instead of just leaving the bag on a counter in the bank or in the middle of the floor with the note you fucking take it with you again and i'm like oh what will you do with this yeah you were in the bank you were
1: in the bank leave it in the bank yeah you were in the bank just close the door behind you the
0: alarm's going off the police are coming leave it there. they'll do the right Jesus they'll Christ. do the right thing
1: with the money do you know what gets me about that even more? So what? what they decide to do is leave the bank with the bag, duffel bag full yeah. of money, and go to the vicarage, I guess, or yes. you know, where the where the where the priest of the village lives and
0: Leave it on his doorstep. Leave
1: it on his doorstep. They don't leave yeah. it. In the bag. They
0: take each individual they stack of cake and out pile it up on his doorstep. And
1: stack it up and leave the note on top. Bearing in mind it is snowing and obviously probably windy mm. as well. The money could blow away. And people it's could,
0: made of paper.
1: People could walk past and see stacks of money and rob them themselves. Well,
0: okay, that I understand why that's not an issue. Because we've established the town is full of goodies. Oh, and also they so knock, no one's gonna they knock directly they knock on the door away. and run
1: away. But yes. still just dump the bag and then you could almost have a little gag slash parody of the old cliche of a child bundled left on the steps of a door True. you know the the, the, the the priest could come out you know call back to his friend or whatever who's in the vicarage with him and go hey
0: they're another baby we've
1: got another baby we've got another christmas eve baby and then he opens the bag and it's money
0: that's that sets up a weird seedy underbelly of the town though doesn't it every year a baby's abandoned on the church doors but it just where feels are these babies coming from? Just feels
1: like a funny little gag, but no, they it really does. It just feels really odd.
0: Hey man, maybe that bag had real sentimental value.
1: I just think uh, the props department didn't have the bag.
0: What when they set up that scene? Yeah, yeah, because the vicar brought it in in a box, didn't he? Rather than the bag at the end. I just it's just baffling. Yeah,
1: it's just an odd choice.
0: This, there's very many odd choices yeah. in this film. Yeah. But hey, Maybe that was, we'll forgive them. It's Christmas.
1: It's Christmas after all. But will the people of Amazon forgive this film? Oh,
0: and It's time sorry.
1: for Amazon movie reviews with Amazon Chelsea Margaret reviews. Vincent.
0: So the people of Amazon, over 300 and something odd reviews, gave this four and a half stars.
1: Okay. It's
0: generally quite well-liked.
1: Yeah. Christmas movies often have that kind of thing, though, where... we
0: all feel fuzzy and forgiving.
1: People make them part of their tradition, yeah. and they like them, even though they are crap.
0: R. Toland mm-hmm. gives the film one star. Causes review... Oh, I'm assuming his review. Cause their review. Caged Turkey. Moronic and utterly unfunny. Bear in mind, this review <laughs> was posted on In 2015, on the 15th of March, moronic and utterly unfunny, I should have known from the start what with Dana Carvey's excruciatingly OTT facial contortions as he, scare quotes, acts Um. an idiot. I really don't see how this has such, or indeed any, positive reviews. Sadly, I only checked on Rotten Tomatoes after watching it, where it has a far more understandable 10% approval. Yes, this is a true stinker.
1: 10%? That's very 10%, low. It's very
0: low, isn't it? I don't think it deserves that low. I
1: mean, the guy said it was, compl- there wasn't, it was completely unfunny, yeah? Yeah. Uh, did he watch the bit where it said Bat Child found <laughs> in cave
0: <laughs> Apparently not. He skipped that bit. Yeah, he skipped that bit. Heath James says one star. Mm-hmm. BAD caps lock two exclamation marks. Ooh, it's very bad. This must be the worst film I've ever sat through. It was terrible from the off and didn't improve. The two well known actors, and I would I would argue all three of the main actors are very well known.
1: They're all um yeah, John Lovitz and and Dana Carvey have both come out of SNL at that point. Yeah. They're both probably at the height of their careers. Yeah
0: and nicholas cage so i don't know Sorry, which who? Two... Oh, okay nicholas cage is the not famous <laughs> one right
1: no but i would say yeah i'd say there's three famous actors in this
0: the two well-known actors stank in their roles and must cringe at the thought of having made it what were they thinking he must mean cage them because cage wouldn't cringe at this he's no. made worse shit than yeah, that at this yeah. point if i could i would ask for my money back and all the reviews above me Well, we must have watched two different films. Utter drivel and very disappointed.
1: Oh, very disappointed. Disappointed. They were disappointed.
0: I'm going to read you a long one which might not make it into the show. Okay. Mad Dog. One star. Trapped wind. (laughs) And I don't know if that's their personal complaint or what they think of the film.
1: You need to go see a doctor. Does he (laughs) think this is WebMD? And he's just typing in conditions? Maybe
0: Where do I start with this review? Because Trapped in Paradise is supposed to be a comedy, but it's not funny in the slightest. I watched it for the first time recently and did not laugh once. Again, this is a review in 2015, being posted on the 27th of April. (laughs) You're not in the Christmas spirit now. No,
1: it's not. It's a Christmas film.
0: If you watch it without the Christmas spirit, I feel it is much worse. (laughs) Yeah. In fact, I've had more laughs at a loved one's funeral. Oh my gosh. The film is really annoying and just a lame and pathetic effort. What really made me angry was the most unfunny bloke I've ever seen, Dana Carvey. He just has a stupid, annoying and irritating dumb grin and a really silly voice that's meant to be all cute and funny. Well, it's bloody not and made my (laughs) dick itch with rage.
1: What? Sorry, what?
0: (laughs) It made my dick itch with rage. Fella. Fella.
1: Fella, man. That's not the rage.
0: I think you might be attracted to Dana Carvey, actually. I think you got to think, And maybe thing. you need to have a little question with yourself.
1: You're dick itch are you, with rage. Are you
0: feeling attraction and are you just lashing out because you've never felt attraction for someone of the opposite sex before?
1: <laughs> He's not going to answer. <laughs>
0: oh, I, was, <laughs> I was waiting for him. <laughs> I just let go, man. You know? Feel free to express yourself. No one's going to come at you. It's all good. You are who you are.
1: Again, I think he thinks this is WebMD.
0: We love you, Max. He's
1: got an itchy dick and he's just typed (laughs) it in. Dick itch with rage. Oh, my Lord.
0: The only way I could see this film being any good would be to replace that penis-breath Carvey with someone funny like Jim Carrey. Nicolas Cage would stay in his role, but I would replace Lovitz with Robert De Niro and make it a bit more hardcore in the style of Midnight Run or 48 Hours. Needless to say, I will not be watching this rubbish again and would rather sandpaper my genitals oh and dip my... them in vinegar.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: It... This dude. Mad Dog, if you're out there and you're listening to us,
1: get, some, get help. some
0: help, please. like,
1: Stop it, get some help.
0: Just ask for help.
1: Yeah. Oh. We all need
0: it sometimes. There's no shame in it.
1: Uh, I just don't want to read that kind of shit.
0: Penis breath. How old is this? Is this a 12-year-old? It's
1: trapped in paradise. No one cares that you feel like you want to sandpaper your bollocks or whatever. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh.
0: Smiler gives the film five stars.
1: Hey, Smiler boy.
0: This is Brilliant. Great fun all the way through. Although, when I bought it, I'd never heard of it or had any expectations.
1: Or didn't know what a DVD was, or (laughs) I'd never seen a film. What are light bulbs? How do I breathe? Yeah.
0: This was also written in March of 2015. Everyone was watching this in March and April of 2015. Maybe
1: March is like Trapped in Paradise Day or something, (laughs) and we just don't know.
0: It's one disaster to another for three brothers with a criminal record who end up doing a bank robbery. Yep. A super ending that brings Christmas for me into March. My partner and I thoroughly enjoyed it and I'm watching it again before the weekend. If in doubt, buy it used as I did. Arrived in great condition at a great price.
1: Oh. I would say uh, watch it on Disney Plus if you've got the service. It's free.
0: It is now. Well, it's not free. You have to pay for Disney Plus, nah, mate. Nah, I
1: mean, you, play, you paid to watch Shang-Chi, didn't you? Or Jungle Cruise. You didn't pay <laughs> to watch Trapped in Paradise.
0: Come for the Marvel. Yeah. Stay for Trapped in Paradise. Yeah,
1: you, you know, watch Division and then watch Trapped in Paradise.
0: It's the official marketing ploy of Disney+.
1: Come for the big things, then stay, stay for, for the, the stay for the other bullshit that we've <laughs> handed out our platform with.
0: Peter Taylor, four stars. January this year, 2021, the year of our saviour. <laughs> I don't know why I said that.
1: I don't know why this year is a year of saviour. <laughs> Doesn't feel like it can i be saved (laughs) yet
0: please please as a member of amazon prime i don't think i should have to pay 349 for an old movie
1: you entitled piece of shit
0: as if movies get cheaper to make over time
1: well amazon prime means that you get free access to every film ever made right (laughs) look amazon prime gives you access to next day free delivery and weird sitcoms from 20 years ago if you want to watch season two and three, but not one. Okay? <laughs> That's what Amazon Prime That's gives you access to. They tell you
0: that when they you They tell you that
1: on. up front. Do you want to watch YouTube videos paraded in front of you as if they're actual movies?
0: Do you want to never be able to find the thing you're looking for? Yeah.
1: Do you want to type in Ready Player One and then be hit by some weird kid doing a Let's Play of Minecraft? Then, 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 then you've got Amazon Prime. Okay? <laughs> yeah.
0: And that friends was amazon reviews there we go thank you for listening
1: nice stuff so have you got anything else you'd like to add
0: i enjoyed very much the image in the graveyard epiphany scene of nicholas cage literally grabbing onto some iron railings to look like he's in prison while he's having a decision yeah and
1: leaning against them
0: Oh, it's, it's heavy metaphor.
1: Heavy metaphor. Imagery
0: all over the place. Will they get it? Who knows? People are stupid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they are.
0: <laughs> Anything from you?
1: Not really. Um, uh, both of us didn't particularly like the two uses of the R word, the strong R word. No,
0: we don't do that. Thank you.
1: Different time, different place, but I still don't particularly like to hear it. But there's a warning for you if you are going to listen, uh, watch the film after this. They're quite early. They're quite early on. Uh,
0: they're when they arrive in the town and yeah. nearly knock over the police officer.
1: There's two uses um, of that word. Not a fan of that. But other than that,
0: yeah. <laughs> it feels weird it being on Disney Plus and hearing that word.
1: Very weird. I still but can't. Then, still can't. There's a
0: lot of there's a lot of swearing on Disney Plus now.
1: I still can't get over the fact that yeah we've got. And that's
0: only Cinderella.
1: We got like you know we got the Bye Bye Man or whatever it is or <laughs> you know like some weird 20th Century Fox horror films on there. I find that odd. I'm here for it. It's cool. I like it, it makes it a much better service, but Absolutely. um it still feels odd like going on there and being like, "Oh, I wanna watch uh to watch Borat or whatever." Like
0: <laughs> Hey Disney Plus, if you're listening, sponsor us. We'll talk shit about you but still
1: kind I, of enjoy you. I would happily promote DopeSick, the brand new Star original Scream- streaming service <laughs> starring Michael Keaton. I'll happily promote <laughs> that for you. Um, oh well, uh well, anyway, I think that's that's it for us
0: that's us
1: have a very merry december yeah
0: whatever you're celebrating have a good time yeah enjoy- if you're not celebrating everything anything have a nice December yeah we'll en- see you in the new year
1: enjoy the enjoy the extra telly enjoy you know the, the good films popping up on the box and chocolate oranges yeah you know all those kind of things that are non-denominational try and enjoy some of those things it's just a nice treat during these cold months we will see you in the new year with a brand new episode. Uh. Uh, We're not sure what it's going to be. Send us your suggestions if you would like us to review a particular film for you.
0: If you've got an itch in for a film we haven't done yet, now's the time to speak up.
1: Exactly. And uh, we will see you in 2022.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Fuck me. Bye!
0: Bye! Thank you for listening to our silly little podcast. If you've enjoyed yourself, the best thing you could do for us would be to leave us a little review on Apple Podcasts, because that helps other people find the show. If you'd like to help us out a little bit more, you can find us on all the usual social medias at Nick Cage Pod. that's at N-I-C-C-A-G-E-P-O-D. I'm talking Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that fun stuff. And if that's still not enough, or if you've got a spare couple of quid burning a hole in your pocket, you can buy us a virtual coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash nickcagepod. After all, we need to pay for these ridiculous movies somehow.